Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. In much the same way that every person in your family probably has a different standard for what clean means, you've probably had teachers with different standards for performance, too. Maybe you had one teacher who pointed out every out-of-tune note, but rarely brought up rhythm. Perhaps another teacher let a bit of questionable intonation slide, but wouldn't let you get away with even a single note that didn't have some direction or intention to it. Intuitively, it seems reasonable to assume that one of a teacher's main jobs is to cultivate high standards of excellence, to make sure students develop finely tuned ears and a keen appreciation for the subtle details that constitute high-level performance. But is insisting on high standards always a good thing? Or could there be times when high standards are actually counterproductive? A group of researchers recruited 34 college students with little to no golfing experience. The participants were randomly split into two groups and given five practice putts 15 meters away from a small 2cm by 2cm target to make sure everyone was evenly matched in terms of skill. Then, each participant took 50 practice putts, with the goal of getting the ball to stop as close to the target as possible. But then the researchers added a small twist. To make this putting task seem easier or more challenging, they marked out two concentric circles surrounding the target like a bullseye. One circle had a diameter of 7 centimeters. The second circle had a diameter of 14 centimeters. One group was told that any putt landing inside the larger circle was considered a good putt but the other group was told that they had to land a putt inside the smaller circle for it to be considered a good putt. The ultimate goal of hitting the target in the center of the bullseye was the same for both groups, but the standard for what counted as success was relaxed for one group so that it'd be easier for them to accumulate more tiny wins. So, was lowering the performance standards a good thing or a bad thing when it came to participants' learning and performance? To find out, everyone was asked to return to the lab the next day for a putting test. This time, both circles were removed from the putting surface, so they had to aim directly for the target. The test itself had two parts. Part 1 was 12 putts from the original 15-meter distance. Part 2 was 12 putts from 18 meters away. This was a transfer test to assess their ability to adapt their skills on the fly to a different distance. And which group did better? Well, at the very beginning of the study, the groups started out with virtually identical accuracy scores on their first five practice putts. 
On average, they were able to get the ball to stop an average of 53.3 centimeters and 53.9 centimeters away from the target. After a bit of practice, both groups' putting performance did improve, but one group improved more. On the first putting test, from the original 15 meter distance, the large circle group, that is the one with lower standards, performed markedly better, hitting the ball consistently closer to the target than the small circle group, about 8.6 centimeters closer to be specific. And on the second test, when they were asked to putt from 18 meters away, the large circle group once again outperformed the small circle group, averaging 30.4 centimeters away versus 37.9 centimeters away. But why? Why did lowering the standards of what constituted a good putt and making it easier to achieve successful results lead to better learning and performance? The author suggests that when success is perceived as being easier to achieve, we're more likely to putt freely. We're less controlling, less tight, and we don't try to micromanage every muscle to the point that everything becomes more robotic and rigid, which leads to more success not just during practice, but in subsequent tests of our ability to execute these skills too. Ultimately, the question of high standards versus lower standards isn't an either-or situation, of course. Perhaps it's more a question of being flexible and cognizant of where a particular learner is at that moment in their development, and making sure there's enough wiggle room for them to experiment without failing. Over time, as their skills progress, the standard of good performance can be redefined and elevated so that excellence becomes increasingly more challenging to attain, but not so much that they start tightening up, playing tentatively, and sacrifice the fluidity and ease that are ultimately going to help them play their best. You can find links to this week's study and other related practice hacks at bulletproofmusician.com blog. If you found this episode helpful, please do share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think would also enjoy experimenting with it during the coming week. And if you'd like to explore this sort of thing in more depth, whether it be to get more out of your daily practice or to get better at managing performance pressure and shrinking that gap between what you can do in the practice room and what comes out on stage, you can learn more about the live and self-paced courses that are available at bulletproofmusician.com courses.